Welcome to the Solo Women RV Podcast, where we share stories, tips, and advice from solo women RVers, van lifers, and campers who are making their travel dreams come true. Whether you're just getting started in solo travel or are a seasoned expert, this show is for you. Join us. Just because you're solo doesn't mean you're alone. Here's your host, Kathy Belch. Hey everybody, welcome to episode number 111. I'm your host, Kathy. If you're new here, I wanna welcome you. I travel solo with my cat, Tucker, in a class B RV. And I've been producing this podcast because I want to encourage other women, especially solo women, to get out and travel more. So in this episode, it's a little different than others that I've done, but I think you're really going to enjoy it. I know I did when I was recording it. I had a great conversation with a fellow female solo traveler, Charlie Grace, about all the things that we wished we knew before we hit the road. So Charlie is also a solo travel traveler. She travels in a class B as well. And she has the YouTube channel, Charlie Grace Adventure. I'll link to that. You'll definitely want to follow along with her YouTube show. But um, we, we just had a really fun conversation sharing the top seven things each of us wished we knew before we hit the road. It's light, it's fun, and I think you're really going to enjoy it. So listen in. So my guest today is Charlie Grace from the Charlie Grace Adventures YouTube, and she is the RV Camper Van Queen. She's a comedy writer and a solo woman. Are you calling yourself an RVer or a van lifer? I'm going to go with an RV camper van queen. So it's like, it's like a hybrid. It's a hybrid. Sorry. Okay. All right. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> yeah. And, um, and you travel with a companion. I do. I have a cute little redhead. Her name's Rosie Bell dog. She's pretty cool. A little rescue dog. And she has her own Instagram following, right? She's sort of Insta famous. I just say I'm the chick with the dog. She's pretty cool. <laughs> oh, do people recognize her on the street before they recognize you? They they do. It depends on where I am. She's pretty famous in the Southeast United States. So she's Tennessee's most famous rescue dog. And uh, she's about seven years old. So we've been going to rescues all over the Southeast and helping raise funds and pay it forward. Oh, that's wonderful. Well, we'll hear more about that another time. But today we're going to have a kind of a fun conversation. I thought it'd be fun for us. Well, so you have a YouTube that is the things I wish I knew before hitting the road. And as I was watching that, I started thinking to myself, what are the things that I wished I knew? And I just thought it'd be fun for us to popcorn back and forth between the seven things each of us wish we knew before we hit the road. How's that sound? Sounds like a plan. I'm going to let you start though. Why don't you start with the number one thing that you wish you knew before you hit the road? There's so many. <laughs> There's so many things. Um, I'm going to go with the first thing. I, I And I I have to remember these. Um, and I may go in a different order, so I do apologize. But I bought a camper van that was pre-made. Let's okay. start with that because this is important to talk about. So um, I didn't get to build it out myself. And I do know down the road, I am going to build out my own camper van, just not yet. I sort of had to figure out what I liked, what I didn't yeah. like. And now I've had this experience for a few years now. So I sort of have an idea. But I wish I would have understood how much I'm never going to use my shower in the camper van. Oh. How much I really 
really like use a Planet Fitness or a campground shower or other things, um, just because of the humidity and other reasons, depending on where I am, you'd be surprised how much. I think I've used it four times in two and a half years. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So I'm in my new RV. I have a 2000 Chinook. It's got a wet bath. I'm assuming you have a wet bath. I do. I bought it in November. We're talking in February now. I have not used my shower once. Yeah. Just like the other day, I was like, I'm going to use my shower. All right. I'm going to, I'm going to use my shower. And then my friends were like, Hey, do you want me to drive you over to this place where you can do laundry and shower? I'm like, Oh, well, I'm not going to do a shower. So yeah, showers, <laughs> showers. Um, I have a shower in mine. I, I might use it. We'll see. It's really nice to it's not, it's nice to get long, hot showers, other places. Yes, absolutely. Okay. Showers. All right. You want to know what my number one was that I absolutely. wish I knew before I hit the road? Um, how hard it is to drive in wind. When I was in a car, Ooh. I never thought about wind as a thing that you had to worry about when driving. But let me tell you, when you're going across Montana, Wyoming, and you have a high profile vehicle, wind is, wind is something to consider. And even out here now in Arizona, where I'm currently at, it gets windy. So something I never really knew, or I don't ever remember hearing much about that before I bought my RV either that wind was something to really be concerned about. So that was mine. What's your number two? I th When I think about wind, I think about tornadoes. I was going to say, I think about tornadoes. Oh, yeah. See, I haven't because, traveled in because tornado of where... country yet. Oh, so that wind thing is huge. It's a big deal. You have to think about that. Mm -hmm. um, my number two, oh gosh, there's so many. Um, I would say the hardest, one of the, one of the things I was thinking about was I'm in a small space and sometimes I get going on the road so much, I don't do a really good job with food prep for one okay. person. Mm. And so that's a thing that you don't think about. But I'm like, when I'm, I'm back in a residence or I'm back at a big home, I cook these big meals, I do other things. Sometimes I'm on the road and I tend to do a lot of eating out and leftovers and trying to do things. And I'm fortunate that I have a microwave convection oven and I have a refrigerator and I have a propane stove so I can do reheating and I can do those things. But I'm definitely not making gourmet meals, gourmet, gourmet meals on the road. <laughs> oh, that's funny because you want to know what my number two is? I was surprised at what? how much I enjoy cooking in my RV. And the food that's I make, awesome. like, I just feel like I make the most delicious, simple meals and I love it. And that was not something I was anticipating. I like you. I thought I'd be eating out a lot and bringing in takeout and, um, but no, I love cooking. I love cooking in my RV and it's, yeah, that's one of the reasons why I didn't like the last RV I had was the cooking setup wasn't good. So I think I would enjoy it more if I was cooking outside a little more. I okay. try to cook inside my propane stove is in my van versus outside kind of thing. So one time I was at a, a camping meetup and I made sausage for 40 people <laughs> inside. <laughs> I, Inside. So I have a really big family. So I'm used to cooking for large yeah. amounts of people. Mm. So I've just got to, I've got to transition my cooking setup a little bit. Yeah. I don't cook outside too much. However, this summer I'm going to have myself a barbecue grill so that I can, but thus far I haven't. I cook inside. Yeah. Crazy. All right. What's number three for you? Oh, I think something I really 
I'm going to go with, I'm, I'm sure this is on your list too. I'm going to say with like, I planned a little too much. Mm. Like I would say trip planning was something I had heard so many things of you've got to get reservations here. You know, if you want to really go there, you've got to make sure you get reservations there, but it didn't allow me the flexibility that I really wanted. And the, the beauty of camper van travel really honestly is the flexibility of moving and shifting and, and going to different places. So here I was stuck at a campground for say a week that I really could have only been there for two days or three days or whatever, and just kept going on my travels. So I think the planning sort of, I wish I would have known I could be a lot more flexible. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, no, I definitely had to learn that one too. And you know what else? The other thing that I had to learn was um, to slow down. Like you said, to stay at a place for a week and you should have only been there three days. I used to go, like I never, when I first hit the road, it was so rare for me to spend more than one night in a place. And now I'm like, okay, I've been here over a week. It's probably time to move on. You know, like maybe I should go see some other things. So that was definitely something that I, I had to learn was to slow down. Yeah. Yeah. I, th I think initially we get in this whole, I'm excited. I want to go, go, go. And you want to go do things, but it really does wear on you. And that whole kind of anxiety on, on, I'm, I'm going to talk about parking anxiety. I'm sure okay. you might have this too. Parking anxiety is huge. It's a real thing of, you know, you're driving, you're hanging out and then like, where do I park for the night? It's a thing. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's on my list. Even when I think I know where I'm going to go, like, you know, you get your apps out and you find a place and you're like, okay, here's a good spot. This looks good, but is it going to be good when you get there? You know, like, are you going to feel safe? Um, is it, are you going to have easy access like, I don't know, I think you use Boondockers Welcome and Harvest Host also. And even that sometimes I'm like, oh, am I going to be able to fit in that driveway? You know, like, because now I have a bigger rig than I've ever had. I'm 22 feet now. And all of a sudden, last night I was looking online. I'm like, all these places are like up to 20. And I'm like, I can't fit in them anymore. So um, that kind of thing. Yeah, a little bit more anxiety about fitting, not just where am I going to stay, but am I going to fit? even though I'm still in a small, smaller size RV, am I going to fit? Absolutely. Yeah. That's yeah. And, real. And that's some, a real thing. And, so, and some of these places that you go to, although they might say you may fit, they don't really remember the trees or, you know, where you've got to park. I mean, it might be, uh, might've rained that week and they want you to park in their field. Yeah. It's a nice big mud pit. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow. Okay. What are we on? Number four. What's, are we on four? We're on, I think we're on four. We're on four. Okay. We're What's four? four? Okay. Four. Four. All right. This, this is the embarrassing part. This is the whole reason to tune into this podcast. We're going to talk about my underwear. <laughs> you laugh, but laundry is a thing. Laundry oh. is a real thing. And when you're on the road, um, you know, you sit and go, I will admit I overpacked. When I first started, I completely overpacked, brought too many clothes. I, I lovingly say I have 20 pairs of underwear. I probably still have 20 pairs of underwear. But the point is, like you have, you don't need as many clothes as you might think. Finding laundry, making a plan to, to stop at these places along the way, getting a scrubber, if worse comes to worse, like a little, called like a dry bag that's got little agitators in there that you can actually wash your own clothes a little bit if you had to oh, on the road. Yeah. There's, there's some ways of getting around that, but I would say, you know, under, having enough underwear, and making sure you do your laundry is a big deal. How many pairs you got? 20. I'm going to go with 20. I, 
I have 14 because I want to go two weeks. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah, underwear. Um, you know what? One of the things some they didn't tell me before I hit the road that I wish I knew was how friendly people are. The people that yeah. you meet in campgrounds. Um, as a solo woman, as someone who is part of the LGBTQ community, I was a little anxious heading out sometimes, especially in some of these areas that are known to be like maybe more rednecky or whatever. Mm -hmm. I've just been amazed at how friendly everyone is. And I haven't really had any kind of negative experiences related to that. So that was a surprise to me. That was a lovely surprise, think, a nice surprise. I've never been a big, I didn't grow up camping. So the whole concept of the whole, you know, RV camping parks or state parks or county parks, I'm actually right now in a county park as we speak. It's mm -hmm. 40, $35 or $45 a night. It's a fantastic deal. I'm right on the beach. It's amazing. Oh, I was going to say, I, that sounds like a lot, but not to be right on the beach. On the beach in, in Southern Florida. But I stayed here extra days. And the reason why I stayed here extra days is because I'm at, I, I say people over places. Mm. So some of the people here are amazing. And I wanted to get to know them a little better. And I'm so glad I stayed longer. Oh, my God. That sounds wonderful. I love that story. Thanks for sharing that. Cool. Yeah, the people. Our people are great. This tour right now, I'm calling it my Southwest Friends Tour because I'm literally hopping from friend to friend to friend so far. Or people that I haven't met yet that were that I was planning to meet from online. Because, you know, as you're in, in Florida, I'm in Arizona. Where This is where everybody goes in the wintertime. So they're all here. If there's somebody you want to meet, do it now because you're probably in the same place. Yeah, we're all just kind of huddled down here at the bottom of the country, except for the ones that went into Mexico. I have a lot of friends down there right now as well. So what's your number five thing you wish you knew before you hit the road? Some people say internet is fairly close to oxygen. <laughs> so for some people who travel on the road and some of us who work on the road, some of us YouTubers who have to, you know, emails and correspondence and doing all sorts of great things and just keeping up with the world in general, um, having connectivity is a big yeah. deal. Um, yeah. And it didn't used to be as bad, but now we're all, you know, we have Starlink and we have T-Mobile and we have this and we have that. So for me, internet is, is something I wish I would have done a little more research on. Oh, okay. So what did you end up with? So I've got like, it's interesting. Yeah, we all have I multiple. Have like a, yeah, we usually have multiple things. Multiple yeah. stuff. Multiple stuff. So right now I've got a, I've got a T-Mobile home internet thing for I think thirty or forty bucks a month. I'm, um, I'm trying one a of those. new system. Called, those look those look like a handy. good deal. Mm, okay, they're very good as as long as they're cell phone connectivity. You're fantastic. Um, I'm looking at another one that's a data package. It's called a Connect Ten, and I'm using it right now to test it. It has multiple SIM cards in it. That's good. But at the end of the day. If you're going to be in a place where there's a very low data signal, that means very little Verizon, uh, AT&T, T-Mobile, whatever it is, Starlink is probably about your best bet. And it's not great in metropolitan areas, but it's fantastic in the middle of nowhere. Do you have a Starlink? No, but I'm mooching off my neighbor today. Gotcha. <laughs> I've definitely mooched off Starlink before. That's a good thing to do. I had a Starlink and I got rid of it. I didn't like it. It took up too much space. I didn't like that you had to set it out and take it in right. every day. That was early on when I was like moving all the time. Yeah. And it's expensive. 
the Starlink. It's, it's very expensive. I mean, I think the, the outlay is like around $500. That's $120, $170 a month, depending on what you do. Yeah. And like you say, in, in van life, it is a big piece of equipment that you yeah. got to put somewhere and figure out what you're going to do. And uses a lot of power. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah. So it is a great solution for the right purpose, but it didn't work out for me. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah. I'm I'm very happy with my T-Mobile Homes hotspot. I got to tell you, that's been, I've been using it for six months now, and it is really quite amazing. Okay. All right. I feel like I'm off on our numbers here. Um, but my number five, or is it six? I don't know now. I'm confused. <laughs> um, loneliness, about loneliness. When I, oh. I, you know, I thought I was going to be really lonely out on the road. And there were a few times that I was. And, and uh, maybe during 2020 a lot, because there wasn't a lot of human contact due to, you know, what happened in 2020. But, um, but I find the longer I'm out here, the less lonely I get, even if I'm by myself for long periods of time. How about you? Well, I've, I've never met a stranger. And there's a lot of people that I've met on the road, which are fantastic. And there's a lot of people we've kept in touch with, you know, whether it be, I don't want to say the old fashioned family Zoom calls or live streams, but a lot of us have group chats. And I know I'm very fortunate. I just got done with VanFest. Um, over here in over in Florida, and I'm going to be going to Peace Love and Vans. I'm going to a Schoolie Swarm. I'm going to Nomads Unite. I'm going to I all these major to all those. That sounds fantastic. It's so much. It's so much fun. So so I keep meeting amazing people. It's very rare for me to get lonely, but there are times that I do like to just sort of take some time myself. And those are the days I just want to go boondock someplace and relax and just you know get done what I need to get done. But yeah, yeah. I mean, that is the beauty of this lifestyle. You can choose to be around people or you can choose to be off by yourself. And especially being part of this community, like if if you say to your fellow nomads, hey, I'm going to go off for a few days. Nobody's going to be like, you don't like us. They're all going to be like, yep, go girl. See you when you get back, you know? Yep. Yeah, yep. <laughs> absolutely. Okay, we're on six, right? Six for you, number six. Okay. All right. I'm not a big fan of clutter and mess. And you really, really have to keep on your toes when you're in a very small space. It only takes a few things and things get really messy. And all of a sudden you're like, wait a minute, what happened? So I've got it. I like things clean. So I, I, you know, I've got a little broom, got a little um, dust buster. I've got those kind of things. I clean up my filters because I'm making sure I'm, I'm breathing. You know, mm -hmm. I've got a dog. So I have dog hair. Mm -hmm. She does shed things like that. Um, but I would say the mess for me is something I, I underestimated how much dirt could be in such a small area so quickly. <laughs> oh, the dirt aspect. Yeah. You know what? I had, I traveled for two years with a dog and now I have a cat. Cat is messier than a dog. She just, you know, the dog stayed on the floor, the cat's on everything. And yeah. So that's, it's interesting in the cat hair and stuff like that. Okay. So, okay. Here's my last one. You will be scared, but do it anyway. That's been like, for me, I kind of thought like I wasn't going to be scared anymore. I wasn't going to have anxiety anymore. We kind of talked about like the parking anxiety or this and that, like, 
you know, I get a lot of anxiety around my van breaking down because I've had so many instances. You would think after the number of times I broke down, I would stop being anxious about it <laughs> because it always works out fine, but there it is, you know? So, but you know, there's things that are going to make you scared, whatever your thing is. Um, for me, it's the, the fear of the breakdowns. Um, but just, you just got to go, you just got to do it and uh, do it anyway. The, I think I thought, yeah, some of the fear has gone away around certain things, but it's, there's, it's always still going to be there and it's not going to take away from the amazing experience you're going to have. As a matter of fact, it's probably going to make it better because you're going to push through and you're going to see like the other side of that fear and you're going to be like, oh, okay, I did that, you know? So yeah. What about you? You got that's, another one? That's a I was going to say, that's a good point. I want to to talk about that because that's okay. I'm stubborn to a fault sometimes. And I'm frustrated because if I I don't know, you know, I I think I sit here and go, I should know everything there is to know about my my rig. You know, if something breaks down, I should be able to know what to do. And and I've had breakdowns. I've had to change my alternator in the middle of nowhere. Um, I had a a water situation where I was filling up my, my freshwater tank and it started leaking water underneath the cabinet. You're like, oh, you know, those kind of things. And I'm having people actually ask me, this is a very big thing. Um, You know, they see my travel videos. They see my what to do and that kind of thing. They said, I really want to see you talk about some of the normal everyday things. Mm. And so I'm like, challenge, challenge accepted. Because these are things you overcome. It's sort of like adulting van lifestyle, right? Right. So I did a video. I did a video on changing my wiper blades. Because you know what? You go into the store. Someone always does it for you. I'm like, I should know how to do this. I am a grown woman. How can I not change my own wiper blades? Let's figure this out. But, you know, I I did a funny video talking about it. It's true. And you read the directions. And even when you read the directions, you might read them 10 times. Um, And then you watch a YouTube. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> but but it's it's a thing i think you've just got to get over those fears and the more that you take time to overcome them um it's a great sense of accomplishment you want to know interesting thing that i had to learn this is really funny but like and it's something i never thought i wouldn't know i couldn't when i popped my hood on my new um rv i couldn't figure out how to open it you know there's the latch and yeah, like yeah you know, on my Dodge, it was right there by the hood. Well, on the Ford, it's down in like the gr- in the grill. And I'm like, where in the heck? I had to ask for help for somebody that had the same, the same model as me, same uh, Ford. Like, yeah. So the things you don't think of that you don't know, like changing wiper blades or hopping your hoods, so you can check your oil, you know? Anyway. Yes. That that was a good one. That, we, we should we should coin that as camper van adulting. <laughs> adulting. Camper van adulting. Yeah, I think that's yeah. So some of the things like oh, the first time you get stuck or the first time oh, yeah. I, yeah, we should have like a checklist, like a bingo or something. It should be the first time you get a flat tire. Uh the first time something falls off and you have to put it back together with duct tape and zip ties. Yeah. <laughs> The first time you stay in a Walmart, um, oh, yeah, we should let's make a bingo. Could, we should do a bingo. Oh yeah. The first time you what? I was gonna say the first time you you stay at a Cracker Barrel and you order breakfast in bed. Oh, <laughs> I haven't done that yet. I stayed at a Cracker Barrel, but I haven't ordered breakfast in bed. Um, yeah, let's do that. Let's make ourselves a little RV slash van life bingo game. <laughs> how when you get a bingo then you're an adult then you're an rv adulter adult 
adult. Um, yay, this is fun. Did I miss anything? Oh, we got to talk about the big thing, temperature. Temperature. Okay. Temperature, because a talk. lot of these, a lot of these, you know, camper vans, let's talk about these. These are not four season vehicles. I need to say that out loud for a lot of people who are like, oh, I'm going to go full time. I'm going to go live my camper van. They were not meant to be in the tundra and in 120 degrees. Yeah. So this is important. So for me, and I travel with a pet, so this is super important. I need to really be on my game for the temperature of my, of my van. So I, and I know I have, I have three segments, which sounds even crazier because it's such a small, like 21 feet, right? But I've got my front cab is normally two or three degrees more. My back bathroom is normally three or four degrees more. My middle section. And how do I keep this, whether it be with a generator, whether it be with batteries, whether it be with fans or an air conditioner or a heater, how do I keep this climate accessible, you know, in a normal range for not just myself, but my pet? Yeah. I say, um, I don't know if you've ever had this experience since you've seen this, minute. it's a lot of time in the South, but the time I went to go dump my um, tanks and it was frozen and nothing came out because it was frozen. Yeah. I've had that experience. Yeah. Keeping warm. I mean, I tend to sleep really well because I have amazing like down sleeping bags that keep me toasty warm, but the, the heat is definitely more of an issue. For sure. Yeah. Um, and it was go. just at the Tampa RV show and, and it was fantastic. And we're boondocking life. It's Tampa. It's Florida. It's going to be great. Right. Oh, no, 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 no. It got down to like 30 degrees at night and 38 degrees boondocking. You know, it's cold. Yeah. So you sit there and you go, okay, you wake up and you're like, what am I going to do? How am I going to keep everybody warm? I mean, she, I can put her in a sweater. We can do these things. Sometimes it's just good old fashioned. I'm going to turn the keys on and that's what it is. You don't have a heater in your van? I do, but um, it depends on my energy situation. So some places they don't right. allow you generators. Yeah. Oh, you yeah. need your generator to run it? Okay. Sometimes. I have a heat, I have a propane heater, but we, I just I just ran out of propane. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. So I have a yeah. propane heater and um, this new rig, I, I had to get new batteries uh, so for a, a week or so before I got my new batteries, I couldn't run my heat, even the propane, because it still needed the batteries to run the fan. Um, mm, gotcha. And and now I came to visit my friends and I've been here a week and I've been running my battery and like my running my heat and my propane levels going down, down, down. So they went in the Walmart the other day. They're like, you want anything? And there's electric here. They're like, yeah, pick me up an electric heater. So now I got a little plug in and that I'm glad I have for situations where I will have um, electricity to plug into. So, Absolutely. Save that yeah. propane. Save that propane till you really need it. Yeah, the propane. I mean, you don't want to run out of propane because then your fridge is going to go out and then you're not going to be able to cook. So um, I'd rather be cold than have my food go bad and not be able to eat it. Absolutely. Yep, absolutely. Well, fun. Okay. So Charlie, thanks for coming on, sharing our things I wish we knew. There's probably more. We could probably go on and on this might about with this topic, but this was great. I appreciate you. Oh, thank you so much for having me. This is fantastic. I was thinking at the end of the day, I always tell people, you know, if you think you want to go in the direction of doing van or van life or camper van, whatever it is, um, I think one of the smartest things you can ever do is go rent. 
go rent mm. for a weekend, go rent for a week, go look at the options and see if this is truly a good fit for you and your lifestyle. Because this is my third RV. Camper van was not my first choice. And I have to say that so people understand. I went from a, a medium size, a small C class, which is the one with a bump over the front, little, mm -hmm. little uh, sleeping above, to a 30 foot RV. I went, I went crazy big. And then I saw two women that I was just like, that's impressive. I could do that. I really like this. And it struck a chord with me. And that's the whole reason, really, truly, why, I mean, it's like a Goldilocks story, you know, too big, too small, just right. Um, so before, not just the things we talked about, but before you even think about doing it, give yourself a shot, try renting, thinking about it and see if it's a good fit. How many years have you been out here traveling? I've, I've been traveling since 2017, but okay. 20, since 20, since 20, essentially 21 in the, in a van. Okay. Yeah, this is my third RV too. And I started in 2018. Um, my first one, I loved it. It was a van, but it just kept breaking down. It was, and then I bought what I thought was going to be my favorite van, the one I thought I was going to love. And it turns out I didn't love it at all. It was a, it was a Winnebago Travato. I didn't like it. So now I'm in a Chinook back to the old one, 20, 22 year old Chinook. So I love um, Chinook though. Wait, wait, wait. I, I just saw Chinook at the Tampa RV show. There were so many awesome things there and they were definitely my top five of really cool. Oh, um, they have designs. New, they have, and, yeah. New models. The, the new, there's new ones. They stopped making these in 20, 2006, I think. Um, okay. But now something that started, somebody bought the brand and is redoing them. So yeah. I'm, I'm curious to see what the new ones look like. They're expensive. They're really cool. They're really they're, cool. <laughs> they're really expensive, aren't they? Yeah. 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 I'm going to be, I'm going to be putting out a video probably in the next few weeks uh, with the uh, best in show, which happened to be a Westphalia camper van. And then Chinook was in the top three. Oh, so it was, it's, it's all the ones they're bringing back from the past. Yeah. The Westphalia, yeah. the yeah. Chinook. Okay. Yep. They're coming back, baby. They're coming back. All right. Well, fun. I can't wait. So people want to find this video when you put it up where can they find you charlie you can find me at charlie grace adventures on the web on youtube tiktok instagram facebook i'm all there sweet yeah all right well great well thank you so much this has been a wonderful conversation a lot of fun i want to thank charlie again for being a guest that was so much fun for me and hopefully you enjoyed it as well make sure that you go check out charlie grace adventure over on youtube i will link to that in the show notes as always i enjoy hearing from you let me know what you thought of this show or anything else you'd like to write in about you can reach me at kathy at solowomenrv.com thanks again for listening and until next week i'll see you out there on the road mm -hmm.